Welcome to the Bourbon Library After Hours. Each week on After Hours, Ryan and I sit down to explore further into the wide world of whiskey by tasting and reviewing whiskeys without the limits of our featured bottle being bourbon. I hope you join us in this journey to challenge and expand our whiskey knowledge. Our show starts now. Hi there. Welcome to After Hours. I'm Ryan Bayless. And guess what? It's September, which means three things. It's my birthday month. It's Beyonce's birthday month. And we both have the good fortune of celebrating during National Bourbon Heritage Month. That's right. According to Google, National Bourbon Heritage Month is an observation in the United States that calls for celebration of bourbon as America's native spirit. During the month of September, on August 2nd, 2007, the U.S. Senate declared September 2007 as National Bourbon Heritage Month, and the tradition continues, and here we are, celebrating. The funny thing is, we don't stop celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month. Really? Ever? I mean, we slow down a little bit in the summer, as you might have observed. But here we are. We're living our lives. We're celebrating National Heritage, Bourbon Heritage Month. So, uh, from the Bourbon Library, cheers. I, uh... (laughs) Of course, I always, like, go dark when I think about this stuff. But, like, I guess I'm kind of curious uh, to hear from you folks. So you can always give us a shout on Twitter. Uh, the Library Bourbon is technically the Twitter handle. Or you can reach out to us as the Bourbon Library on Instagram or hello at the Bayless Brothers. What does National Bourbon Heritage Month mean to you? When I think about heritage and I think of the history of bourbon, I think it's really complex. I think there's a lot of stuff that has to really be factored in. I mean, yes, it is absolutely uh, uh, vital to celebrate uh, the history and the vibrant culture uh, surrounding America's favorite uh, spirit. It is our national spirit, bourbon, bourbon whiskey. And for good reason. It is an entire industry. It's ours. You know, it's something that's really ours that we've managed to uh, turn into just this massive, beautiful thing. However, it's old, and things that are old, especially in America, continue to be complex. There is a strange history connected to both uh, early industry, slavery, the slave trade, uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's just worth reflecting back on all the things that it took to get to the place that we're at and kind of the road ahead. Look at, all right. The uh, history of America as a dark side and also obviously a very, very positive side. Uh, But we need to reflect on both of those sides of our history. uh, And I think National Bourbon Heritage Month is an okay time to do that. Uh, And also, let's 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 do that. And then let's look at where we're at now, the state of the world we're living in and say, what do we need to do to move forward? Right. What are we going to do? to make a future that's bright for everybody. I don't have the answers for this. I can't even really get into it. I don't want to make this thing overly complex, complicated, political. I just want to put those thoughts out into the atmosphere. Think on that a little bit. What does it mean to love bourbon? What does it mean to look back at the history of bourbon? What is it, what do you see? What are the things you observe? 
What are the things you're passionate about? Why do you think it's important that we course correct when we need to course correct? Why do you think it's important that we honor history? Why do you think it's important that we don't be completely revisionist, that we look at the true history and we uh, have to accept it as a reality, but also what have we done to move forward and what are we doing now to move into the future? Okay, so that's my little bit about National. National Bourbon Heritage Month, a holiday that we seem to celebrate around the clock here at the Bourbon Library, especially on After Hours. Uh, Alec, my brother, is in Italy right now. So I'm doing this thing solo, as you've probably figured out at this point in our conversation. And I'm just here in our studio thinking about, well, it's almost the fall. And after the fall is the holidays, and then it's going to be a new year, and things... 2022 has just zoomed by. Uh, but the fall, I love the fall. Uh, I think bourbon drinkers all love the fall. I'm really excited because as a group, uh, you may have heard, we're going on a Kentucky uh, whiskey adventure in October. And we plan to kind of put a little bit of content out uh, surrounding that content. Ugh, I hate that word, but you know what I mean. We, we uh, want to like kind of just let you in on our planning stages, what we're thinking about, where we want to go, what the trip means to us, all that kind of stuff. Just because you might be planning your own trip uh, to Kentucky. Uh, and so, I don't know, maybe we have some insight into what you could do on that trip. So we're just going to kind of like let you know what we're doing. And, that, and that's the game plan. Um, I'm really excited, though. It's something that my dad likes to lead the way on, uh, which is always fun. And, and I love to see him uh, make notes and come up with plans and eagerly want to plan something he is not a known planner. And so when he does that, it's actually really, really exciting. Uh, other cool, fun things about September. The new Remus came out. Have you tried it? I guess it's Remus 6. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, I know Uncle Timmy is very excited about that. So are we. Back to fall. What's your favorite fall whiskey? What's your favorite fall bourbon? For me, uh, and maybe this was like planted into my head, we went to a liquor store that was behind a Taco Bell somewhere in Louisville, and they had the most amazing collection in the back room. And we tried a bunch of stuff, including Pappy Van Winkle uh, as a group, but this was on a previous Kentucky trip that we were on. Uh, but that uh, was actually the first time I also tried, this is, I guess, three or four years ago, uh, maybe longer than that, uh, Old Granddad 114. As most of you should know at this point, if you know me, uh, I love Old Granddad. I just something about it is special to me. Maybe it's the bottle. I don't know. I'm nostalgic about it. It feels like the fall to me. And uh, I asked, I asked the guy doing the tasting at this liquor store behind the Taco Bell. I said, hey, what's a great fall whiskey? He was kind of looking for a theme or something. And he said, OGD 114. And I was like, okay. So I gave that a shot or a try, you know, an ounce. <laughs> and I really, really, really loved it. I know a lot of people love it. It's old granddad, but the proof is, uh, you know, 14 or 15, uh, 14 points higher. And uh, uh, from the, at least from their bonded. And I think it's fantastic. And it is truly a fall whiskey, but I think bourbon in general, I think fall is the season for bourbon. I know bourbon brands want to say like, hey, you could have it by the pool with this cocktail or it's great in the middle of the winter to get through a hardy winter, et cetera, et cetera. But the fall, I don't know if you've ever been to Kentucky during the fall, but Kentucky in the fall is so epically beautiful. There's just something about it that like screams bourbon. 
bourbon history, bourbon heritage. Now, the summer is beautiful. The winter is mild. Uh, that's why they have these sort of highs and lows, but they sort of stay within a range, and that's what makes bourbon so great is that it's not insane, the weather there. Uh, but mild winter, kind of hot summer, makes for great whiskey. But the fall, the fall is so epically beautiful. Is something about being there in uh, October, which is what we're going to be. Uh, there, is, you know, the red and the orange and against the wood uh, the, of the, you know, the autumn, the autumn leaves against like these like sort of old wooden buildings. I don't know. Something to me uh, screams whiskey drinking in the fall. And it's also a time that I tend to reflect on the year. I look back at the year. Uh, fall kind of, I get a little sad in the fall. Something about the fall makes me feel like, okay. I don't know. It's very poetic to me. The changing of seasons uh, always causes me to feel sort of this strong feeling inside. And whiskey helps to do that. I always joke that whiskey makes you look back, but sometimes you forgot what you saw. <laughs> but it, but I think that the feeling the feeling lingers, and I think that's what fall and drinking whiskey in the fall is. It's that lingering feeling, that longing, that nostalgia, that something poetic. Those words to a poem or a song that you remember the melody, but you don't remember the words. But that that feeling, that's something in you that's like, okay, there's something going on here. That's the fall for me. That's whiskey. We'll be going on a trip again in October. So excited about that. Oh, gosh, folks. I am just like firing off here. I got to say, I'm sorry. It's been a minute. We really haven't been doing a lot of these this summer. And if you're listening to these in order, that might not be a big thing for you. But if you like to listen to this every week, once or twice a week, uh, I have to say we've taken the summer off a bit. Uh, like I said, Alec is in, off in Italy having a great time. Uh, I've been in northern Michigan in a cabin having a great time. And now I'm back in our studio ready to talk about bourbon with you guys. Uh, upcoming, our documentary about Empire Rye is pretty close to finished. This is a doc that's very, very, we've talked about it a lot, but it's very, very important to us. We've been working on it for the last year. Uh, as you might know, but in case you don't, Empire Rye is a uh, whiskey distinction or, or a specific style of rye whiskey uh, made by New York distilleries. Uh, six of them uh, in particular started it, and now it's branched out to quite a bit more. But it's a whiskey style uh, that relies on New York grains, a certain large percentage of New York grains, and a number of, a number of other factors that are kind of close to sort of the or you know rules based on uh, the bonded rules. Uh, I don't want to get fully into the details because I want you to watch the documentary, but we're really really proud of it, and that's going to be coming soon, uh, hopefully by the new year. And I think that's just going to be something really special. And so I hope you will continue to tune in and listen for information on that. Uh, we're excited about it. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, any opportunity that we can use whiskey, as you know, uh, as a storytelling uh, method. For us, whiskey is a story. And whenever there's other stories and narratives that we can weave through uh, stuff, uh, regarding using whiskey as sort of the prism to see a world, uh, to see characters, to uh, 
discover poetry, we, we try to do it. So whiskey is our narrative tool, and Empire Rye, I think, is... If you've loved this show, the documentary is going to be really special because we sort of do what we do here, and we just get real nerdy, and we do a deep dive into a very specific style, uh, New York rye whiskey, Empire Rye. So that'll be coming soon. Okay, well, golly... I got really into it, didn't I? This is uh, Ryan Bayless from the Bourbon Library, and you're listening to After Hours. I hope you pour yourself just the nicest fallish whiskey tonight, or today, if you're someplace safe. <laughs> Sip slowly, listen to the birds change their tone, and enjoy what is left of the summer as we breeze our way into the fall. All right. To drink is to live. See you next time. That was After Hours. Thanks for listening. Did you like what you heard? Join us at the Bourbon Library for more. And remember to rate, review, and share our show with friends. It's more fun drinking together. All right. Until next time. Cheers.